special Sunday in the, the life of our church. Uh, it's a different Sunday as we take time once a year to have our Vision Sunday. And usually what we would do at this space, we would unpack a, a passage in the Bible and we would ask uh, the Lord, what is it you're wanting to say to us through this passage? What do you want to stir on us? What have we to take out into our Monday mornings? But today we're going to have a recap of the year of Inverness Vineyard Church, and we're going to look forward to the year ahead, and it's a cracker. It's a cracker. That's what I'm going to say. It's a cracker if you're new to the church. It's a cracker if you're visiting this morning. It's a cracker for everyone, in my opinion, in my opinion. Our vision statement as a church is that we would be a place where people come alive. That's our vision. That's our heart, that we would be a place when people step in, they would encounter the presence of God in a way that they come alive in a way that they have never felt before. And it's based on a passage in the Bible in Ezekiel 37, which you can have we read in your own, own time in terms of the whole chapter. But uh, from Ezekiel 37, when the people of Israel were feeling hopeless, he receives a, a prophecy. He receives a vision in the middle of a valley of a dry bones. And it says this in the passage, dry bones, hear the words of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones, I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Our vision five, five years ago now, would you believe, is still as strong now that this church would be a place where people come alive encounter the powerful presence of God that changes and transforms their lives, our lives, and then impacts lives out there around our wonderful city and wonderful region. And what a quick year it's been. What a year it's been. I think the older I get, I realize how much quicker years pass by. It's unbelievable. Mary and I, this time last year, were weeks away from welcoming child number three to our family, and now we're here already, and uh, we're so thankful. And it's important to look back, isn't it? It's, it's biblical to look back and remember what the Lord has done. And we see this with the Israelites. We see this with the Israelites. They left Egypt with the bread without yeast, and they didn't have time to add yeast. So they commemorated that freedom with the festival of unleavened bread. And we can read of that in Exodus chapter 12, verse 39. And then we also see with the Passover, they had a festival to commemorate, to remember, to look back. And we also read in Joshua 4, it speaks of setting rocks down to remind people where the Lord crossed a river, helped His people cross a river. So it's biblical to look back and remember to remember what God has done. And I want to encourage us to do that, to remember what God has done for us. And it's helpful, whatever season we find ourselves in right now, to look back and see where God has moved. For some of us, it might be right now, as I say this, remember in the dark what God spoke in the light, that kind of moment. So remember, we're going to do that as a church, and we want to choose thankfulness. We want to invite you into the inner workings of what's went on over the last year. And there's so much, there's so much that we have to celebrate as a church. And uh, some very wise person, I've said this a couple of times uh, over the last couple of years, 
uh, one, one very wise person said, uh, said to us years ago, and it's always worth remembering this, always have a bottle of Prosecco in the fridge, even if the only thing you're celebrating is that you have a bottle of Prosecco in the fridge. So, it's important to give thanks. It's important to look back. And I want to share humbly, but also with celebration in our hearts of the stones that we have laid down in this last year. And I want to encourage us, please feel free to have a wee cheer. It does me the world of good. Because when I'm typing this up through the week, I'm having little cheers. And I'm going, yes, come on, Lord. So I don't want any of this polite Wimbledon kind of applause. Feel free to just whoop, whoop, or yes, Lord, more, Lord. Just go for it. Be brave. Respond with thanksgiving. So there's going to be a wee slide as well. And I could move back. and You're just going to have to look around me. The first thing I want to celebrate is Sundays. I want to celebrate that we get to do this. We celebrate this space, that in the gathering, we get equipped, we get filled up, and we get set free for the scattering out in our weeks. In the last year, we have 112 adults who call Inverness, Inverness Vineyard their home, and we give thanks for the family. Yes, yes, we're starting well. Good, love it. We give thanks for the cinema space over the last 15 months, and we give even bigger thanks. We're a bit more muted there. <laughs> and we give thanks to God opening up. I can see where this is going. A return to the school. <laughs> Feels a bit like panto now, doesn't it? I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, it doesn't. I? Which feels so right. Now, uh, Actually, we're serving around this area as well, and God's placed us in certain places around this school as well and the Ragmore community. And God's moving in this space. We've seen time and time again people meeting powerfully with the Holy Spirit, people being set free, folk finding home with Vineyard and getting stuck in. We've had two baby dedications over the last year. We've had three baptisms over the last year. We've our church packed with folk who wouldn't usually do church, and we get to share the hope of Jesus. And God moves in those moments. We launched last year our Sunday evening worship nights, uh, which, let me tell you, they have been off the charts. Brilliant. Mary and I have a little arm wrestle just before it to decide who's going. She, Mary wins most of the time. She's been there the past three or four times. And she comes back like on fire. We don't really have an arm wrestle. I'm joking. That was a joke. But we do debate fiercely who's going to go. They have been wonderful, wonderful times. And I would say, actually, also our worship leaders uh, were over at a vineyard worship retreat about four weeks ago. And they would come back, I would say, with a fire lit that I haven't seen uh, since we've been a part of this, in this church. And our worship times are so, so precious. And we just want to honor the worship team and people that play <laughs> instruments and lead us so brilliantly each time. So, we get to do these worship gatherings once a month. Instead of church in the morning, we have church in the evening. And going forward, these will continue to have a focus on worship, but also we feel a ministry in the Holy Spirit as well. So, a kind of worship and ministry kind of service moment. So, we'd encourage you on the last Sunday of the month to stick them in your diary and to come, come along to them. We celebrate our kids and tots as well. And our youth, children and youth, and, sorry, I've got a wee strepsil on the back of my throat, and I'm rolling with it because it's helping. 
I'm going to try and not get too emotional when I speak about our, our preschoolers and our primary schoolers because we have a bit of a vested interest having children in the mix of that, but we see the fruit. We see the fruit. And being in the loop with regular team meetings, we see the heart. We see the team's heart. We see the team's service. We see the team's commitment. And it's special. It's so special. And we are so, so blessed. We are so, so blessed. We are incredibly blessed to what we have. And the caliber of team and volunteers that we have teaching and loving our children. If you are a parent or anyone in our church, can I just ask you to bless these guys who faithfully serve in these areas, to shower them with generosity, to be praying with them, praying for them, and not just to think our encouragements, but to share them. Not just to think our encouragements, but to share them. And our kids team led this last year by the incredible Michelle. We have uh, seen between 15 and 23 children be part of Vineyard Kids over the last year. And she and our team, our brilliant team of volunteers, have been pouring into the children how to love Jesus and to love like Jesus. And Michelle said this, as part of the year, we have looked at how uh, following Jesus can affect the way we treat others and others around us. We took some building blocks and said to the children to say nice things and horrible things to the Tower of Blocks. Each time the children said something mean, we took a brick away. And each time they said something nice, we then added a brick. It was just so powerful for us all as a team, including the kids, as it gave us a real visual into how powerful our words can be and how our words can really affect people in positive and negative ways. The children left with a block saying, build people up. Don't knock them down. Don't knock them down? Yeah. And we got that block back by, from our boys, and I absolutely loved it. It was so visual. I'm such a visual learner, you see, so uh, I brought it in. It's in our kitchen, and just to remember, remember our words. And I can't go to Lego Club in the same way ever again. <laughs> our TOTS team, who are super buzzing with our new space as well, is led by the brilliant Hannah, who has also done a brilliant job. And in terms of both those guys, their creativity is off the charts. Off the charts, brilliant. Off the charts, brilliant. One of the teaching series, I think, have you finished the Miracles with Jesus? No, you're continuing. You're continuing our Miracles with Jesus series. And uh, we've seen, it was Mary actually seen one week that she'd brought in a wedding dress. They brought in our wedding dress for the wedding at Cana uh, as they looked into the miracle of water into wine. I don't think there was wine, or was there? Uh, helped the team out a wee bitty. Uh, feeding the 5,000, they looked at that, and the kids came home with little plates with bread made from sponges cut out and slices of bread. Just incredible, incredible. Uh, that's probably because my boys ate all the real bread, but never mind. And they, over the course of the year, have had between 4 and 12 uh, tots in that space. And two weeks ago, there was 33 children at church between our, our vineyard kids and our vineyard tots, which is absolutely amazing. And you know, just to say, I love that our children's space isn't crash. I love that it isn't just toys and coloring in. I love that from the youngest they're worshiping. I love that from the youngest they're praying. I love that from the very youngest they're learning about Jesus. I love that our preschool and primary children are being brought up in the way that they should go. And kids and tots, team and volunteers, we give you our heartfelt and deepest thanks. And we pray more over those spaces right now 
We pray more team. We pray more of your spirit to fall in those places and uh, that more of our children would come into strong, loving relationships with Jesus and share it with their world as well. So we say amen to all of that. We say amen to all of that. Uh, also, it was very exciting last week to pray for Becca as she is going to be leading our youth uh, into this next season as well. So we're uh, really excited. And just to throw that out there again, if you can help in any way and bless as that team starts. So if you could host, speak to her. If you can pray, speak to her. Uh, it feels very exciting over the coming season what's going to happen with our youth. So, oh, we've got pictures there as well, which are wonderful. Uh, sorry, I've been blocking them all. They're brilliant pictures. It's good. Also, our life groups. Our vision for life groups is that they would be places where people come together to grow and journey their life with God and each other. Over the course of the year, there's been 13 different groups, uh, from marriage courses to dad's groups to outdoor groups to men's and uh, women's Bible study groups, family life groups, and your traditional Bible study model group as well. In terms of engagement, around 40% of our church would be part of a life group is what it's working at just now. And uh, just to encourage you, you might be sitting here and you think, there isn't a group that fits, or location, or time, or uh, maybe feel life's good just now. I don't really feel like uh, there's a group that would kind of serve uh, in the season that I'm in. I'd like to just offer a, an invitation into intentional community around life groups, and to, to go for it, to go for it, even if we don't feel like it as well, because that can feel, sometimes it's the most blessed times. I don't know about you guys, but when you push through that I don't really feel like it. It's always, always, always the best evenings. And in terms of if it doesn't fit, just to, we're in this preaching series just now about being salt and light. And I, we asked this question a couple of weeks ago, not to look at what's in it for me, but what's in me for this. And just to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what gifts have God given me for these spaces? And what could I bring to these spaces? And, you know, what's, what experiences, what wisdom, what skills has God uniquely placed in my life? to then go, that could be just on the money for somebody journeying with Jesus alongside you. So, just to encourage you, uh, and also perhaps the Holy Spirit's prompting you to lead a group, to have a look next term as we look to the April term and what that looks like. Uh, there are spaces for growth, and I just want to throw out there, are we growing? Are we growing? And uh, I would say in terms of our life groups over the last year, not just numerically, but there's real growth happening in these spaces. One of our leaders got in touch with me a number of months ago and said, last night we had prayer time at group. There was a lot of things chatted about before we prayed. People were honest and vulnerable. Two, however, directly mentioned two separate parts at church that stopped a wrong path or choice or emotion and happening dead in its tracks. On both counts is that they remembered in the struggle and they made the right cho choice because of it. I just love that just that vulnerability and openness in those spaces, sharing where God is moving, and the ripples out of that in terms of bringing community together, standing alongside someone, and, and journeying life. And then knowing from that, that sharing moment, this is a space where I can share my real stuff as well. This is a space where I can be real. So, such precious spaces. And in our dad's group as well, we had one of the best stories ever. I'm not just saying that, one of the best stories ever. So somebody in our dad's group, and they said uh, they had a dream. They had a dream through the night. And uh, the dream was of, they just moved house, 
And they've met their next door neighbor a couple of times. One time, I think it was because there was a barbecue and the smoke had come through and she's like, don't do your barbecue there. The smoke's getting my clothes smelly. And then another time was just to say hello. But they had a dream. So that was just to put a bit of context. I keep saying they'd had a dream. This is not Martin Luther King. <laughs> they had a dream of this girl knocking on their bedroom window and saying, you didn't check on my mum. You didn't check on my mum. So this guy woke up with just a knot in his stomach, said to his wife, eh, I've had this dream and we need to do something about it. Can you check our neighbor? Just felt a prompting to check their neighbor. Can you check the neighbor's door and just check they're all right? So it got to lunchtime, still had this knot in his stomach, phoned his wife and said, have you checked yet? Have you checked? And she's like, no, I haven't checked yet. I'll go and do it now. So as she goes to the door and knocks on the neighbor's door, there was no answer. And she then felt a prompting from God, I need to phone the police. I need to phone the police. So they ended up phoning the police and the person, the police came to the door, ended up knocking through the door and found the lady on the floor and she'd been on the floor for two days and hadn't been able to phone. She'd broken her arm and wasn't able to phone for, wasn't able to phone the ambulance. Absolutely amazing. So uh, this guy had this dream, acted on it and saved a life saved a life. He came back from work. The police was there and said, hey, you, are you the dreams guy? <laughs> I says, yes. Next time, give us a ring. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So, you can imagine us at Life Group. He's sharing this story so nonchalantly. And we're like, what? This is amazing. This is incredible. Incredible, incredible story. So, we give thanks to God for those spaces to encourage, build each other up. And actually, the, the Holy Spirit is moving if we would say yes to the prompts. So good so good. It's a space of being honest and vulnerable, being real with one another, which unlocks faith and openness in others. Brilliant. Also, as well as life groups, prayer and fasting, uh, back in February, which seems a long time ago, we ran our own prayer space in our wee office where folk booked a slot and spent an hour in prayer with different stations around the room. It was Dorcas and Lorna which uh, led that and set that up just brilliantly uh, with a beautiful, beautiful view over the river in Inverness. And if you went along, I'm sure you'll agree it was precious with that cracking view of the city to pray over. Uh, we also launched Fast Friday off the back of our Every Day with Jesus teaching series. And you can check your new and updated notice sheet uh, for details of how to join that. So every Friday, there's a group of us in the church community which fast, and we get an email at uh, the beginning of the morning with some prayer points as we fast uh, together as a group. And uh, you can check the notice uh, sheet for details if you want to sign up for that. So uh, that's in terms of in, in, in the life of the, the church, the ministries, but William Tyndale, who was a talented English linguist, scholar, and priest, was actually the first person to translate the Bible into English. He says this, the church is the one institution that exists for those outside it. So, we're now going to celebrate and share a little bit of what we've been doing out in the city, out with these walls, mainly music. And hopefully there'll be a wee video playing in the background. Uh, mainly music is our parent and toddler group, uh, led by the brilliant Julia and Michelle. Where's Julia and Michelle? Let's have a wee cheer for them. And team of volunteers as well. Since we relaunched our Mainly Music, we've been almost consistently full throughout the year, and our sessions have been so well attended. At the moment, we can have 16 families at once. Uh, over 
And above the Monday sessions that they have with parents and toddlers, they, have, they had a glow-in-the-dark party over Halloween time and a Christmas meal together one evening for the parents and carers. Real intentional community being built in this space, and we give thanks for that as well. So, and also just to mention, in terms of that Monday morning space, they are crying out for volunteers. They need volunteers to keep this going. So if you're free on Monday morning, if you can make coffee, if you can welcome, if you can register folk, if you can play with preschool-aged children and you're free in that space on Monday morning, they would be, it would bless their socks off. It would bless their socks off if you can help uh, with them. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, let's watch it. It's so good. The bubbles are a, a big hit as well. I feel like I'm a commentator. <laughs> yes, I remember that disco. I don't, I wasn't there. <laughs> Brilliant, so good. So we give thanks for that space in Rigmore Community Center and the parents and families that uh, come along to that. A lot of them, no connection at all with our church, uh, but real relationships being built in that space. Also, our Van of Hope. So, uh, our Van of Hope, uh, which is part a ministry partly led in the role that Ashley does, our brilliant Ashley, who's our social transformation team leader. She uh, was out during the drier, slightly warmer, I said warmer in my notes, slightly warmer uh, months serving tea and coffee and just connecting with folk walking around Ness Islands. Uh, it was also great to have uh, the van during our baptisms at Loch Ness, having that rock up and serving teas and coffees and in our summer walks as well to have a cuppa together. So we're thankful for this resource of the van. And also we know there's more for that van. We know there's more uh, for that van and we're excited to see uh, what the Holy Spirit's going to lead us into for the van of hope. Also our community lunch. Yes. <laughs> this launched in October and has been a real highlight, again led by Ashley, uh, of our church loving the city. It's been marked by generosity from the city as well, and the favor and connections that Ashley has with folk in Inverness. Ashley knows everybody in Inverness, which is just an amazing gift, and we're thankful for that uh, and for her as well and the brilliant work she does. Uh, for example, Am Botham, have I said that right? Am Botham uh, provided plates and bowls, the Crown Country Larder donating bread to the community lunch. We've also seen connections with Rigmore Primary, who brought, this was just brilliant, brought their ukulele club into a play, which is absolutely amazing. So there's about 15 uh, primary school kids playing the ukulele and our community lunch guests singing along. Just precious, precious moment. And we also had folk from, I'm going to say, some sort of energy-saving charity organization coming and just advising how to do life best in a cost-of-living crisis in terms of home and, and everything in the mix of that. Uh, relationships are being built as well as we serve and as one of our elderly guests said, it's just lovely to be served and waited on. It's just lovely to be served and waited on. And I had a wee moment in the first couple of weeks of that community lunch speaking to some, a lady who was, I think her name was Belle, who was like 94 years old or something. And she had lived in Rigmore for over 60 years. And just getting to chat and hear the story, what was it like 60 years ago? And just hearing, I just think there's so much wisdom and depth and experience in uh, folk of that age in our 80s and 90s which are just incredible and we're just thankful for those connections and what the Lord's going to do with our community lunch. Also Storehouse, over the year we have given money each month to support the Inverness Foodstuff Initiative at Nest Bank 
church. We've had our collection bin, which has been used for tin collections for Highland Food Bank as well. We also, at the start of winter, if you'll remember, collected, which seems a long time ago, collected hot water bottles uh, for clients at Highland Food Bank as well. And thank you if you've given to any of those initiatives over the course of the year. Also, our missions giving. Oh, Christmas and Easter. Oh, I've done it the wrong way around, have I? Let's see, what page am I at? Yeah, I'm going to say missions. Is missions, missions after that? Yes. I'm going to do missions first. Uh, so, we commit to, as a church, giving a percentage of our income to mission. Uh, 5% of our church's income goes to Vineyards, VCUKI, which uh, is Vineyard Churches UK and Ireland. It uh, supports the movement that we're part of, planting more churches, supporting mission partners around the world, resourcing and supporting the movement. And then 10% goes to local and international missions. And the figure that we gave in 2022 is remarkable, £10,179, which is just wonderful. In 2021, it was £10,395, and in, I think in 2020, it was around 12000 So, over the course of three years, we've given over £30,000 away to things that don't directly affect us to bless other folk. Wow! That's absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Remarkable figures for our wee church. In the last year, we had a, a £700 shortfall last year, which didn't quite get it up to 15%. So this year, we've made that shortfall by blessing another vineyard church who are having an Easter egg hunt, who in 24 hours had 360 people sign up. So we're like, go and see what the Father's doing. We want to bless you a wee gift to buy some more Easter eggs. We think you're going to need it. So we've given them a little gift to help them out with that. And then also, we have topped up our giving to the movement to Vineyard Churches, UK and Ireland. So this uh, 10,000 plus has went to our mission partners that we support monthly, Kids Club Kampala and Uganda, Home for Good as they lead fostering and adopting uh, across the UK and want the church and, and think, have a heart for the church to be part of the answer for that. Gateway, who are a local charity in Inverness, who do amazing work in uh, the city with those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And we also gave money to new church plants as they started in Scotland, Orkney Vineyard being one of them. If you know anyone in Orkney, I'll put you in touch. And, you know, because we're all on the same team. We're all on the same team. And also we gave towards the Love Christmas campaign, uh, which leads us on to Christmas and Easter. Are we all still together? We're all, yes, good, good. It's all good stuff. So Christmas is always full on, but it's a blessed time as a church, and in 2022, it was no different. We gave 213 bags and hampers of hope to folk in Inverness needing a blessing, needing a, just something to give them a boost during the festive season. We were the benefits of some match funding. For, uh, we got a Love Christmas grant from the Church Revitaliz Revitalization Trust, which meant we spent £1,000 in blessing our city over December. And these bags went to the Children's Hospital, Gateway, Women's Aid, Larsh, Apex Highland, Ragmore Primary School, and some to our community lunch guests as well. So I want to say thank you if you donated a hamper over December. And just to be rest assured, it made a massive difference to families over the festive period. We also received hampers from loads of folk not connected to our church at all as well, thanks to our beer and carols night that we had at the Black Isle Bar, which I think was the best year yet. It was brilliant. 
So uh, a massive thanks to, I'm saying a massive thanks to the Black Owl Barrel that they're going to be listening. You never know, the Black Owl, I might send it to them so they can be encouraged. But uh, thank you to the Black Owl Bar for hosting us so brilliantly. Uh, we got lots of cash donations from folk who never brought hampers, who just were singing along and ended up bringing cash donations. Uh, also, they didn't charge us for drinks, which is always nice. So uh, when people brought hampers, we gave them a drink as a thank you, and they didn't charge us. They said, put that money towards hampers, which is absolutely amazing, which meant we could buy more. Also, the entertainer toy shop in Inverness, which gave us a generous discount for toys for the children's hospital. Uh, and we also had our carol service at Rigmore Community Centre, which was really special because we had lots of our guests from community lunch and people from the Rigmore community uh, rocking up who were recipients of those bags also. We're nearly there. Through the year, we also served the city with litter picks, gardening, tidying, giveaways, lots of cream eggs. We've also begun supporting a lot of clients with regular food, a couple of clients with regular food from a storehouse table we've set up at the lunch. We helped with food, with food for Families, which is a project set up by Gateway, which helps families who are in need. So a team from our church made nearly 200 portions of mince and tatties. I bet they haven't had mince and tatties since uh, to help with that project. <laughs> the very word, mention of the word. Sorry if I've forgotten to mention something that perhaps we've been involved in over the last year, but there's been a lot that has happened in the last 12 months. So on that note, I want us to take 30 seconds and I want to turn, you to turn to the person next to you and share what you're giving thanks for over the last year of Inverness Vineyard Church. And if you're visiting, it might just be something that you've heard that's just stirred you and you want to say thanks for that. So let's do that for 30 seconds, very quick. So we have lots to give thanks for. So keeping that posture of thankfulness Keeping that heart approach, we're going to sing a song of worship and give all our praise to Jesus because without Him, it's not possible. And it's all for Him that we've listed off all that stuff. It's for His glory and because we want more people to, to know Him and know His love. So why don't we all stand if we can and we're going to sing a song of worship, of thanksgiving for all that has happened over the last year. Now we've given thanks. This is the part of the morning that we're very briefly going to look at our finances as a church and share that with you. So there'll be a few figures up on the screen. Uh, based on our financial year, January to December 2022, and our financials are overseen by a board of charity trustees. So myself and then two, uh, two trustees, Ali Elder and Peter Turner, who are, are based in Aberdeen. Uh, and these guys are just brilliant, absolutely brilliant, full of wisdom and direction, faith-filled, servant-hearted, and I just want to say thank you for all that they do as well as they listen back uh, and all that they pour in. in that role as well, very much a hidden role, but a vitally important role in making sure things run as they should. Also important that you know as a church the only people that know who are giving financially and how much are Mary and I, so nobody in the church uh, is aware of that, no members of staff or anyone else in leadership. So in terms of the year, we started the year with 20,300, and I'm just hoping the figures marry up, 20,387 pounds, and you gave, we gave 73,184 pounds, which is absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So in terms of the breakdown of that, our general expenditure, I just want to give you a, a little run through of that. Missions giving, which we've already spoken of, was 10,179 pounds. 
our licenses and memberships. So that's things like licenses to sing the songs that we do on Sunday, our liability insurances, our payroll costs, annual accounts fees to get accountants to look over and certify our annual returns, website costs. That came to 3,319. Our building and van costs. So that's uh, also our office, our little office by the river, which we started renting during pandemic times, which has been an amazing blessing for our staff team and also prayer ministry and meetings through the week. We've kept that uh, going. Also, van insurance and tax and our little van of hope, keeping that running, and venue rental for the cinema when we were there and also here uh, for last year. That came to 15,911. Uh, our worship and church life, so that's things like worship equipment, our food, our cookies, uh, flyers, equipment for Sunday, banners, and decor for Sunday. That came to 3,207. Community life, that's like our mainly music uh, costs for that. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, outreach, Christmas, Easter, buying flyers and, and stuff for that, how we reach out into community. That came to 1,596. Our ministry and staff costs, so for last year, that is 35,450. And the breakdown of that was myself, three days a week, uh, working for the church. Michelle and Hannah, Emma, Michelle and Hannah with Kids and Tots, Emma with uh, Administration, Ashley for Social Transformation, and Mary has uh, a few hours in the week as well as the co-leader of the church. That came to just over 35,000. Children and youth, so that's like uh, our children's resources. Obviously, last year, very little in terms of the youth side of things, which will soon change. But uh, for the children, it's like the resources and equipment for their uh, weekly services and ministry that they have through it in the other spaces, which is sweets. Lots of sweets as well. Lots of sweeties and goodies for them as well, and teaching materials and banners. And that came to 1,348. And then other which is other stuff like we have a staff day once a quarter. So we gather our staff and we'll have a wee lunch or go up fireish. or what else have we done? Try to think what else. It's always walk related. We're always out in the great outdoors because we're in the beautiful highlands, but uh, also our staff Christmas meal. And uh, yes, so that comes to 304. So we started the year with 20,387. We gave 73,184. We spent 71,314. We hold in reserves uh, £15,000, which actually works out at roughly three months' running costs for the church in terms of salaries, venue costs, and week to week equipment and ministry costs for that. So we're left with £7,257. So. Gosh, all my pages are all over the place here. If you have given financially this last year, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are encouraged by our church's faithfulness in giving in the life of the church. Every penny counts and is making a massive, massive difference. And we may look at this which is, and think, wow, things are really healthy to a degree. And they are. It is. And we're very thankful for what the Lord is doing. Uh, but this side of things, and I'll be honest, for church leaders are often areas where we are kept awake at night. I've got to be honest in terms of this side of things, and it can weigh heavy on our hearts. So I want to say thank you for if you've poured in over the last year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And very quickly as well, just to mention that it looks healthy on this side of things, but very quickly, if two or three families move away and are giving regularly, or a couple of changes in circumstances, 
It only takes two or three households for this to look in a very diff different situation. So just to kind of paint a bit of a picture. And it often feels like, in this side of things, walking the tightrope of faith. And we want to be a faith-filled people. We don't want money sitting in the bank. We want to spend it on our city and on people and be kingdom-minded and give it away. That's our heart. That's how we came here. We came here off the back of kingdom generosity, and we want to be a church who are generous with our time, our money, and resources. And the Lord has always, always come through. So there's an opportunity here in a number of ways to join in with everything mentioned and to be part of it. To invite you, if you're not currently giving in the life of the church, to consider what that looks like regularly for you. A regular monthly commitment to the church makes such a difference because it allows us to start new ministries or to empower and release uh, people into ministry areas or to bless our city and start ministries which uh, share the gospel of Jesus. £100 a month with the Chancellor's help of an extra 25% works out at £1,500 a year. And if four people did that, that's £6,000. So you can see very quickly how that equates to quite a chunk of money that then we can go and bless and use with a kingdom mindset. But very quickly, it can go the other way too. So just to paint a bit of a picture. The easiest way to give is online through our website. Click the tab, make a difference, and then press give. And we believe that giving to the local church is biblical. It's to be a joy. I mean, seeing all the stuff that's happened. It's to be a joy. Amazing, amazing. And it's to be a blessing to us, the giver. And it always, in my experience, it always, always, always multiplies more than we can ever ask or imagine. It keep, not only keeps the cogs moving, but it has kingdom ripples. John Wimber has a famous phrase, one of the founding fathers of this movement. He said that we as followers of Jesus are to be changed in his pocket, and he can spend us as he likes. But I want to offer the invitation to us as a church uh, to, bring, uh, to bring us our giving, not, not for that to be just change in our pocket, but a considered, deliberate, and generous gift to the church. What can we bring generous to the Lord? And can I encourage us as a church family as well, if we've been giving over a number of years, just to take a time in our year where we offer up our finances and just say, Holy Spirit, where, where does my giving figure in the mix of that? Perhaps it's at the same level as it was five years ago or a number of years ago, and we've maybe had job promotions or raises in the mix of that. But I'm also aware we're in a tough season as well in terms of cost of living. So it's just weighing that up with the Father, but we want to be people of faith. We want to be generous, generous people. And we try to look at it as a family once a year and go, okay, how can we squeeze a little bit more out there to give to this? So ask the Holy Spirit, or perhaps you have a large amount of money uh, sitting that isn't doing much, and you're wondering what you could do with it. Uh, also, would, that could be an option as well in terms of giving to the life of the church. So I want to say thank you. So 2023, wow. I've been challenged this last few months uh, when I'm feeling weary and I need a pick-me-up. And often I can get like that through my week. Often comes on Wednesday afternoons when I need a bit of a boost to see me through. And I call it like the three o'clock hump on Wednesday. You know, they've got that couple hours till five o'clock so you can get home and get around family or just chill out. And I succumb time and time again. And I've noticed this pattern on a week by week basis. And it's cream eggs and it's a can of iron brew. From the beginning of January, this is my trap. And I'm confessing it all to you right now. And the difficulty is I crack on through the cream eggs. Notice the plural. 
There's always more than one cream egg because they've got smaller. My hands definitely haven't got bigger. They have got smaller. And I have that glug of the iron brew, and the momentary high is soon replaced with the bleh. It's like 30 seconds of, yes. And then it's like, oh, what on earth have I done? What have I done? Four cream eggs. What's, what, what's going to happen when I'm making dinner or when we're having dinner as a family and I can't eat it all and I have a come down of epic proportions? And during this Wednesday cycle for me, time and time again these last few weeks, the Lord has actually been stirring in me this phrase, hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. And it was very striking that Matt shared those exact words last week and I could have fallen off my seat and I went and spoke to him. Hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. And I think there's a question for all of us as we step in well, we're, we've stepped in quite a bit already, but for the year ahead, for the next 12 months as a church, where are we hungering and where are we thirsting? Where do we hunger and thirst when times are tough? And I'm not talking cream eggs and iron brews, but spiritually, where do we turn? Where do we turn? Where are our hearts turned towards? Where is our appetite right now? And I know just as I ditch the junk and start on the fruit and veg when that happens, I know when I do that, my body changes, my appetite changes, and I hunger and thirst after healthy stuff. It's the same spiritually. And I would love us to go on the journey this year of hunger, hungering and thirsting after Jesus. Hungering and thirsting after Jesus. Matthew 5, verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I don't know about you, but I want more filling. John 6, 35, I am the bread of life, Jesus says. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I want some of that. Isaiah 55, come all who are thirsty, come to the waters. I don't know about you guys, but these last few weeks, I have got ever increasing thirstier, more thirsty. I have. These worship times last few weeks have been precious, where I've just been thirsting after Jesus in a way that I haven't for a number of years. Aren't we thirsty? Isn't that the reason why we are here? And in that passage in Isaiah 55, God is speaking to a discouraged people in captivity whose future was uncertain and whose life was hard. These verses unfold His plan for moving His people from their thirst and longings to fulfillment, to peace, and to joy. The next year in the life of our church, I'd love us to make it count. As I get older and the years are flying by, I want to make it count. I want to make it count. And as a dad, I constantly get that from folks who are older on in years. They say, it'll pass before you know it. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want it to. I don't want it to. I want to make it count. And I, as I get that phrase, I think about fatherhood. I think about marriage. I think about church all of us as a family. I think about my life. I want to make it count, and I want all of us to make it count. And I just very simply want more of Jesus for this next year. He's our hope. He's our desire. He's our rock. He's our salvation. He's our very present help. He's our provider. He's our strength. He's our shield. He's our comfort. He's everything we need. And for some of us, our appetites are going to be supernaturally transformed as we step out in faith and I want to encourage us to be open and be available. He can break through the dark. He can break through the darkest of spaces right now. 
He can do what we can't. He can make a way. He is able. He has plans and futures for every single one of us, and they are good. So as we hunger and thirst as a church family, we love the city also who hunger and thirst for answers. As we hunger and thirst and pursue Jesus, there's a city out there who are hungering and thirsting for hope. So 2023, a couple of things very quickly we want to focus on. We want to focus on prayer and worship. We want to focus on dreaming. What's the dream? When have we dreamed with the Lord? When was the last time we dreamed with the Lord? What is the dream? What would we love to do? What is the Lord inviting us into for this next year? And signs and wonders as well, to pursue His presence, to create space where we minister in the Holy Spirit, where we see healings, where we see transformations, where we see words of knowledge and prophecy just rippling through our church family and revelation coming and healing coming off the back of that. We want to pursue the stuff, doing the stuff. We're vineyard. That's our DNA. If you cut us through the middle, that's what we should see, that we are a church who pursue the signs and wonders of the Spirit. Also, for a year of growth, that we think and ask the question, where am I now in my life with Jesus compared to last year, and where do I want to be in a year's time? And just start to ask questions around that. What do I want to grow in? What do I want to stretch in? Where do I want to go? And for the lost, to focus as our city, our hunger, hungering and thirsting, how can we connect? How can we love? How can we share the hope that we have in here? So, the invitation I want to share with us as I come to close, and we just have the next slide up, be wonderful. With prayer, we're going to be uh, having prayer time on Sundays. Well, we have prayer time at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Our team gather around at 10 for pre-service prayer. We're going to continue that. So, if you're not on team, you can continue to pray right to the beginning of the service. We're going to have folk walk in the seats, laying hands on the seats, blessing the seats, blessing the people that are going to sit in the seats. We're going to have pre-service prayer and just be deliberate about that and be uh, really intentional. Also, Wednesday mornings, we're starting up our early morning Zoom prayer meeting again at half six to seven, half an hour. We started that. We actually prayer walked before around the city, and then when COVID hit, we started online, and we're going to resurrect that back up. So, middle of the week, half an hour, burst of prayer, get over that hump, no more cream eggs and iron brews but focusing on the presence of Jesus for our weeks, our days, our situations, our city. So we're going to continue that. Our Sunday evening worship service, which I've spoken about, uh, worshiping together, but also ministering together as well. Vineyard Values Life Group. We're aware that during life groups, uh, it's seasonal. So if you have joined our church in the middle of a life group season, you wouldn't be able to join to the next one. So we're going to launch, hopefully, a couple of Vineyard Values Life Groups, which are open throughout the whole term. The whole term. I'm doing actions as well. And you can join it at any time, and we'll go through the Vineyard Values book. So it's six weeks, and over the course of the term, you'll eat together, do one value, eat together, speak about one value. So there might be some of us here who just want to get to know the Vineyard more. Look out for that life group. Christ in You movie, you might have seen in the new notice sheets. We're going to show a movie called Christ in You, which just shows ordinary people doing the stuff that Jesus did. We're going to watch the movie, and then we're going to practice. Dun, dun, dun. So we'll have dates in May for that, and it's absolutely brilliant. So we'd love you to uh, engage with that. 
We have a dream for community fridge. Ashley has a dream for community fridge. So we're going to pray into that, and we're going to bloomin' make it happen. And uh, yes, for the Rigmore area. So we're believing for that for the year ahead to be a blessing to Rigmore. Big community barbecue. This is Grown Arms and Legs. It was originally meant to be just for mainly music at Rigmore Community Center the last Sunday in June, but it's going to be for the whole area and for the whole church. It's a Sunday we don't have a service, and we are going to bless the Rigmore area and have lots going on for that. And then prayer for a place to call home. It does what it says on the tin. We're going to pray for where we're meant to be going forward. This is... Uh, this is temporary, isn't it? We're hiring this space, and we believe the Lord has somewhere for us, and we want this year just to really press into that and ask the Lord, where have we to be? What does that look like? What are you doing, Lord? Why not just start now and, and, and build faith and, and pray into that as a church family? I can't find another page of notes, so I think I'm done, which is wonderful, but why don't we all stand? There was a lot of information there, I'm well aware.